Hosanna, you're my king. I worship and I sing. I lift your holy name upon I worship and adore. Sing praise forevermore. Hosanna, you're my king forevermore. Hosanna, you're my king. I worship and I sing. I lift your holy name upon church. It is good to be back together after taking a little break last week. I know that several are uh, have recovered and are doing well and others are in the process of recovering now and so we're just thankful for, uh, for good health. Uh, today we have several different announcements. The first of all I just want to say make sure you read your bulletin. Uh, we have a slide here. There's, a, there's three pictures of the bulletin so if you need to read it three times to get the information that's good. But today is our camp service, ABC camp service. So with service today, we'll not have any classes. We're not gonna have WOW, but we're gonna be in here. We're gonna wanna talk through camp. And then tonight, there is a skate party at 6 p.m. at the Smyrna Skate Center. 
I want to make that make this clear that everybody is invited to that. That's not just a camp thing, but everybody's invited to that. I believe it's just five dollars if you want to join at the Smyrna Skate Center. The other thing you'll find in the bulletin is information on how to give. And so if you would like to give this morning, uh, there are several different ways to do that. And also our, our Iron Sharp Retreat is going to be next weekend. I know Shane has been working with this group for uh, throughout the summer and they've had some great attendance and great activities and they're going to end up the summer with a retreat at Camp Miraba. And I'm told that you can sign, still sign up and uh, if not then talk to me and, and Shane and I will we'll figure it out. We'll get you signed up. We want you to go and be a part of that. For this next little section of announcements, uh, I have a theme for our announcements this morning and it's called Transitions. Uh, we have lots of different transitions that are happening right now as we move out of summer and into the fall. One of those is, is that we have a lot of kids headed back to school. And you may have noticed in the bulletin there's information in there about our backpack and, and uh, school supply drive collection. That'll be today. And then also next Sunday there's a list of items that are needed there in the bulletin, so please bring those things. Next Sunday night, uh, Bridget, working with our children's ministry, is going to host a back-to-school bash. Uh, this is an opportunity for those in birth through fourth grade and families to come and be together and get excited about school. And so, so come and join, uh, join with that. Yesterday, our uh, high school ministry and middle school ministries had an event called Color Clash. Uh, they're out here in the field. They're running around slip and slide and paint. But really what it does, it marks kind of a transition from summer back to school and uh, excited for them as they're going back into school and the opportunities that they're going to have some going to college some going to school some going to work and just a lot of good things happening there i have two more transitions to uh, to make you guys aware of this morning the first is is that we have hired miss tanya lowe uh, to come in and take the position of communications coordinator that's cheryl's old position so we're excited about tanya coming in and doing that. I started to say we hired Emma Lou because she was in the picture, but I found that really good picture of Tanya there with her grandchild. And uh, so we're very excited to have Tanya come and be a part of that. The other, yeah, definitely. The other transition that I would like to, to talk about this morning is a transition that I am making. Um, I am going to be transitioning from full-time to part-time here at the church, and I have accepted a full-time teaching position at Stewart's Creek High School. And so, uh, God has, has put some, um, some amazing things in place to make that happen. Not only did I accept a position, but so did Aaron. And so we're both going to be there and on the Stewart's Creek campus, and we're excited to, to minister to teens and to be there and be a part of that. You know, 19 years ago, I came here as the youth minister, and it was obvious that, that God was calling me to, to Antioch. There was actually another position I could have gone to, to Atlanta, but God has blessed that, that for many, many years. And this is my home, and this is my family. And I'm excited to be able to, to follow another calling that I feel like God has, has put out there for me uh, to go work at the school and remain here with my family. And so I want to thank you all for loving on me, especially the elders. Guys, we, we have a tremendous group of men here that lead this church. 
that, that love, that encourage, that will do anything that they know that they can do to, to help uh, shepherd this body. And so, so appreciative of them. And uh, I think Jim's going to lead a prayer. Yeah, a couple of comments. Uh, just, uh, just so that you'll know, you're probably leaning, you know, if you, you've had like five minutes, three minutes to, to absorb this, okay? So what I want to say to you is, uh, you probably won't lean over and say, what did he just say? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. What I did, he just said was that he is going to be here, and he's, he's been here 19 years, and I expect him to be here 19 more. He's going to be working part-time, so he will not be here during the day. But he's going to be ministering full, you know, at, the, at the high school, and Aaron both. So that's, that's exciting, all right? And the other part is that what he just said is that Tanya is coming to work here. And, and uh, I'll tell you, I've been here a long time, but Tanya was here when I got here. And, and I, by talking to her mother this morning, I found out that she was born here, okay? So Tanya knows Antioch, and she loves Antioch, and I'm excited that she's going to be taking on this role of, of, uh, in the office. So, so anyway, so let's just pray. It's, like I said, and, and I was going to say, and I, keep, and I get up here and I just ramble, but it all is good because God is good. All the time. And all the time. God And this is a great thing. So let's pray. Andrew, would you come over here? My brother, this is my son. I was, on the, I was on the committee that hired him, and I'm not going to let him go, all right? So let's, let's pray. Father, we, just, we thank you for all the good things in Antioch. We know that this is a good transition, and that it's going to be valuable to the school and to, and to our church. We thank you for, for all that Andrew has done, and, and we thank you that Tanya's coming. And Father, we ask you just blessings on our church and our body as we grow more towards you. Thank you for being good to us and always doing what's best for us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank, Thank you, Jim. We have actually one more transition this morning, and that is a transition from death to life. Uh, we have a baptism that's about to occur behind me, Mr. Lawson Bailey. Good morning, church. Uh, I think most of you know Lawson here, but in case you don't, this is... Lawson Bailey, uh, his parents are Gary and Allison Bailey, and uh, Betty Bailey, his grandma, and Tanya and I are fortunate enough to be uh, uncle and aunt. So this means a whole lot to our whole family. And most importantly, it means a lot to this man right here because he is going to uh, be baptized today, Lord, and uh, uh, just uh, uh, have his home in heaven. So Lawson, uh, and also, I was going to say, Law, this is not a, a quick decision. Lawson has been uh, thinking about this for a long time. <clears throat> There's been prayers for him, and I know he's had a great relationship with God in discussing this coming about. And uh, this young man's ready. And I think the Spirit has said, it's time, Lawson. And uh, I think, you know, Lawson's ready to take that upon. <clears throat> so, Lawson, I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you, do you believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth? lived among men, and died upon the cross for your sins. Okay. With that confession, I'm getting ready to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for remission of your sins. Standing. 
we continue our song service. I don't know what it is this morning. I'm just enjoying kind of using my left hand to direct. I don't know what it's, I don't know what it's about. It's a transition for you right there. Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on. Strong in the strength which God supplies. Strong in the strength which God supplies. Who lifts you up
been to four church camps this summer and it's kind of crazy but it's been fun one of those camps um, I got to teach a lesson on praise and praising God sometimes we have this problem because we'll praise men and men like to be praised and uh, the trophies and the awards and things like that um, I'm not here to be praised this is not about me this is about this and it's about your relationship here I will also tell you that I told every one of the children that I spoke to in those classes that if someone walks up to you after you have led that song or after you have said that prayer or given the communion thoughts and they pat you on the back and they say, thank you for your words. Your response is simply this. You're welcome. Just accept. Accept that and just move on. But say the words that need to be said. When I was a kid um, studying the Bible, um, you know, we didn't have as many versions as we have now. There's like 900,000 different versions now. Um, Acts 8, don't turn to this one. If you do want to turn to something, it's Isaiah 53 that we'll be reading. In Acts 8, it says, Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. Like a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opens not his mouth, and his humiliation justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? for his life is taken away from the earth. And then there were like little letters that were there. So I was like, what are those little letters? And so my mom explained to me, she said, those little letters refer to where that passage came from. It came from the Old Testament. So being the curious little kid that I am, yes, I got into the Old Testament and I turned over to Isaiah chapter 53 and that's what I'll be reading today. Um, we are sinners. We are each sinners. We have all fallen down. We, sometimes we hide the sin 
And sometimes it's very visible. Joe David just led the song um, about Jesus paying a price. And that is what this passage is about. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of the dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Another one of the topics that we talked about this past summer has been the fact that, man, there are a lot of people with a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress and a lot of worry and things like that. Sometimes uh, society is the thing that's giving us all of that grief and stress and worry because we have salvation and that's something to rejoice in. As one from men from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs. He has carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. And he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Sound familiar? Like a lamb that is led unto the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its ears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people, they made his grave with the wicked, and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring, he shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of the soul, he shall see, and he shall be satisfied. And his knowledge shall be righteous, The righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sins of many, and he makes intercession for the transgressors. Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus Christ died for me. So who's paying the price? He's paying the price. Did he owe anything? He owed nothing. And yet he came before, he came before mankind and he was crucified for you and for me. So while we pray, let us just put our hearts and our souls um, in communion with him to think about this, this bread that we will break that is his body to think about this fruit of the vine that is his blood. Please pray with me. 
Dear Father in heaven, we come before your throne and we thank you so much, Lord. We are failures. We have screwed up. And yet you pick us back up like little children and you set us on our feet again and you tell us, go do it again. Father, no matter how many times we fail, you are there. Your hand guides us. Help us, Lord, to pay attention to your hand. Help us, Lord, that that we can just do the best that we can because sometimes that's all it seems, Lord, that we can do. We thank you so much for this price that your son Jesus was willing to pay for us and how much value he placed upon our souls. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. I will be reading the verse we had for this week at camp, uh, John 21, 15 through 17. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Grab a psalm book and turn to number 563, 563. It was encouraging to see uh, lots of our uh, campers, our our class participants, mouthing those words as they were read, Uh, not necessarily reading, but even with their eyes closed, they recited that, each and every one of them, um, at the end of the week, by the end of the week. Uh, It's an impressive passage. For the next few minutes, you're going to hear from four young men um, reporting, five young men, sorry Chuck, uh, <laughs> reporting on um, their, their learnings, the studies from uh, this week at camp. And um, it was interesting the, the amount of grief that Chuck got for having no theme. What's the theme this year, Chuck? No theme. Um, and then it transitioned as, as the week uh, passed into, you better know your theme. Know your theme. We all have a theme. We've been given a theme. We need to work that theme, embrace it. Um, 
this song in the second stanza, you'll look down and the composer, the, the writer, writes, your name is my theme and your love is my song. So this is, uh, this is fairly new material, but let's, let's sing this song together before Jaden gets us kicked off um, with a lesson report from day one. I love you, my Jesus, I love you, my Lord. I love you, my Savior, I love you, my God. I love you, I love you, and that you will know. But how much I love you, my actions will show. Oh, Jesus, my Savior, Morning, church. So, as JDK mentioned, um, the theme for our ABC week was uh, actually no theme. And so, when uh, we received our books uh, with the lessons for each week, every single lesson, every single day was completely blank because you can't really have lessons when you don't have a theme to study for. Uh, thankfully, Chuck decided to throw lessons together every day so that we could at least talk about something in class. Um, so on Monday, uh, we actually just discussed the idea of a theme, you know, like what is it and why is it important? We gave examples such as, you know, Darth Vader's theme song, or uh, we even talked about things like uh, book themes, you know, liter literary themes. And then we also talked about more personal themes, so maybe you have a favorite sports team or maybe movies that you like and you go buy a t-shirt or maybe you buy some toys for it. Um, but we realize, you know, that a theme is important because it gives us direction in our life. Uh, to showcase that, we uh, went into the book of Jonah and we read chapters 1 and 2. Uh, in the very first uh, verse of Jonah, we actually see God giving Jonah a specific theme, telling him to go preach to Nineveh. Jonah decides, of course, to run the complete opposite direction. He decides to not have a theme and run away. Because he runs away, Jonah had no theme, and his life had no direction because of it. And that's exactly why a theme is important. It gives our lives direction and something to look, look forward to. And uh, that's what kicked off our week for ABC was deciding, you know, this is why a theme is important, because it gives us direction. Thank you. Lord, the light of your love is shining in the midst of the dawn is shining. Jesus, light of the world, shine upon us, set us free by the truth you are bringing us.
Good morning. So uh, one day at camp, uh, JDK came up to me and he said, uh, pick a number before, uh, between one and four, and I chose two. So on day two of uh, Tuesday of camp, uh, we discussed uh, what it looks like in our day-to-day -day lives not having a theme. Uh, and so we were also, we stayed in Jonah one and two, and Jonah, like Jaden said, was given a theme. He knew exactly what he was supposed to do, but he ran the other way. He ran the opposite direction. And one of our key points was that if we don't have a theme, that we won't be able to fall into God's plan like he wants us to. So Jonah was willing and fully expecting to escape God's plan for his life completely. Um, but God, being God and his infinite wisdom, sent a storm that set Jonah back on course, that gave him a theme. I think sometimes in our lives, it feels a lot easier to not have a theme, to not belong to anything. Uh, but when we live like this, we miss out on God's plan. Uh, but even still, and especially in Jonah, God uses us despite our best efforts to escape. Um, and that's where we left off on day two. in um, Jonah's sandals, maybe not to the degree of um, his correction, but we've all been there. Can you imagine um, being that claustrophobic, um, that isolated in the dark, uh, that smelly uh, for that long, must have been a moment of despair and have given him uh, quite the opportunity for some um, timely reflection. Uh, some thinking about him and his God. This song is um, maybe uh, first thought of by um, Prophet Jonah. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore.
Uh, good morning, church. Um, so the first time I heard that our theme was going to be no theme um, was in the middle school room, and we were having a joint class, and Chuck was fully convincing the middle schoolers that there was going to be no theme for camp, and they were getting extremely upset. Um, and I wasn't as skeptical as some other people, because I know Chuck has a knack for these things, but I was intrigued. I was like, Chuck, uh, what you doing over there, buddy? <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Um, but... Uh, the themes at camp have a habit of being exactly what I need to hear. And when JDK asked me to do a day before camp even started, I was like, okay, I guess God can guide my decision. I'll pick three because I like that number. And uh, it ended up being the best day of lessons that stuck out to me the most. Um, and day three's theme was all about surrounding yourself with people who help you discover your theme. Um, it's a very important thing to do, especially um, in your early years, like for teenagers, which is another reason it was a good idea for lessons. Um, I'm blanking, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> right, so um, in our classes in particular, we talked a lot about um, having people who surround you, who help guide you on the theme you want to have. Because a lot of times in life, um, even if you haven't discovered your theme yet, you kind of have a vague idea of what you would like your theme to be. And a lot of times, the theme that's in your life right now is not the theme you want to have for your life. And um, I know our teacher, was, uh, was Chase, he talked a lot about um, having people to hold you accountable on your journey to finding your theme. Because a lot of times, uh, we're a lot more similar in our struggles and in our pitfalls than we think we are. Um, and in the skit in particular, um, they talked a lot about having mentors and stuff, like Brad Caleb during the skits. He was the ultimate wrestler superstar. And um, it turns out he was a really bad wrestler. And so to get better at it, he went to Mr. Barry. And he showed him the ropes, helped him get better at wrestling, and showed him how brutally wrong he was about what wrestling actually was. Um, so having a group of friends, uh, a group of people who are allied in your journey to helping you uh, on your journey to uh, finding your theme was all about what Wednesday was about. Mighty is our God, mighty is our King, mighty is our Lord, He's ruler of Mighty is 
Good morning, church. So I was not aware that I'd be speaking today until yesterday. Um, good friend Daniel, he, uh, he, he, got, uh, he got COVID and wasn't able to make it today, so I'm, I'm filling in for him. I uh, was hoping he had a lesson planned for me, so when I asked him and he told me he was going to wing it, that was not too reassuring for me. <laughs> So uh, after asking Chuck for some of the notes, I, I kind of got a little bit together and kind of refreshed my memory about what we learned about day four, Thursday of camp. Uh, Thursday was all about finding your theme. This was the uh, kind of bringing it all together. There were the, we had five big points we kind of went over that day. Uh, the, the five points being ma making a clear commitment to God. Uh, being careful about where you spend your time, practice listening to godly counsel, be careful who you spend lots of time with, and have standards to live by. Uh, all of these can kind of come into together to be basically, let's see, making a clear commitment to God, attending church, and being able to admit that you follow God, being able to admit that you're a Christ follower, and just not being ashamed of that, being able to tell anyone that yeah, you, you're with God, God's with you. Uh, be careful about where you spend your time. Uh, look for opportunities to be able to serve, uh, be, be with God's people, be, be with around them, and um, practice listening to godly counsel, asking for advice, and listening to constructive feedback, actually taking it in and, and using it, not just letting it go through in one ear out the other. Focus on godly teachings, all the... Uh, Every lesson you, you hear is uh, words from God. They're, they're uh, uh, something that uh, I've, our, one of our interns, Chase, uh, I've noticed every single uh, prayer he leads right before each of our lessons, he always says, uh, let the words that I speak during this lesson not be mine but God's. And that, that's been something that's definitely stood out to me before each lesson he's taught this whole summer. And I think that's a very important thing to think about, that during each of these lessons, that is, it's God's words that are, being spoken through someone to, to everyone so everyone can hear. And, uh, four, be, be careful who you spend lots of time with. Um, the, the people you spend your time with are going to be the... They, they, you, want, you want to find a good group of people, especially going off to, to college here soon for me. I, I've, I've been thinking, and I definitely you want to make sure... I've heard it can be hard sometimes to, to keep a strong faith in college, but I think... Being able to surround yourself with those good people, being able to keep each other accountable, and being able to, to pull one another towards God, bring another to church, and just being able to, to hold one another to, together through all of that. Last one is uh, having standards to live by. Good morals, good behavior, know God's desire for your life, know his purpose, know, know what he has planned for you. It, it, it'll lead you to a, a good and fulfilling life. And that was most of what, or all of what Thursday was about. Thank you. I love to tell the story of Yeah. Uh -huh.
And now for the fifth young man to uh, give a lesson today. Uh, camp was great. You know, we, I, I really enjoyed this idea of no theme. I, I actually got a lot of pleasure in kids coming to me and saying, what's the theme this year? And I'd be like, no theme. And they really struggled. Now, inside, I was just kind of laughing because I knew what was going to happen in the future. The worst, though, was when... Uh, uh, when Cade Hooper came to me and he had been crying because there was no theme for camp. And he walked up to me like this and he went, Mr. Chuck, I just want to tell you, I really think we need to have a theme for camp. <laughs> then it was hard. That was a tough one. I told him, I said, don't worry, it's going to work out. There's going to be a purpose. You know, the, the whole purpose of that, like I wanted the kids to struggle with the idea that there might be no theme because that built the idea of what happens in a person's life when they have no theme. I mean, we, we get upset about having no theme for camp, but what about a person that walks through life and really has no purpose? And so that, all of that, teenagers, all of that struggle you had, that was part of the theme there. It was part of the purpose of what we were trying to do. <clears throat> On Thursday, we talked about what is your theme, and we hoped that the kids would develop kind of a theme, begin to focus on what is the theme that they're gonna uh, carry in life. And so on Friday, we got to the point of what do you do with that theme? You know, a camp that has a theme but never uses it in the camp, I mean, that, that's a wasted theme. I had a friend one time who really liked a certain baseball team. And because he was my friend, I kind of, uh, you know, would ask him how they do, and I would, I would hear that they won on the radio, and I'd go, oh, they, that was a good game yesterday, wasn't it? At some point, he said, you really don't care about them, do you? And I was like, no, I don't. I just care about you, but I don't care about them. You see, you can carry a theme. You can say you have a theme, but if you don't live it out, then there's no purpose for that thing. There's no reason to have that thing. And so we can develop our theme that we want to have living for God, but if we don't live it out, then it really serves no purpose. So Friday was, was about how do you live out this theme? And what I'm going to share with you, that's what we taught them at camp, but this is just as much a lesson for you. So don't listen to this thinking, oh, that was good that they learned that at camp. Listen to this saying, how does it fit into my life? Uh, the first thing, and we kind of followed through the growth of a Christian the first thing was Joshua 1.8, never stop reading the book of the law. Day and night, you must think about it. So as one who carries a theme, we need to constantly be looking in God's word. That's where we pull a lot of our theme from. We should be somebody who has a routine of prayer. And I always tell the campers, you need that routine. You know, we should pray continuously, but as weak as we are at times, we need to create a routine where every day at the same time, I know that at least at this moment of the day is my time that I will pray. And we need to actively worship God. So many teenagers, when they graduate, they leave uh, uh, what they grew up in, they go off to college, but then they also leave church and they, they don't worship anymore. We need to constantly be pushing toward worship. The second thing we talked about, Acts 17, 11, the Berean Jews were very glad to receive Paul's message. And then on a little bit more, they studied the scriptures carefully every day. We need to be people who do study the scriptures. And, and that doesn't just mean that you sit down and you open up something and read. 
But after you hear a lesson one day, the next day you, could, you should continue to study that in your mind. I believe that God can teach you more the week after you hear a lesson than he teaches you during that lesson if we spend time with God studying uh, those messages. And then we need fellowship, real fellowship. Just sitting here is great. This is a part of worship, but I don't really think you count this as fellowship. The fellowship is what happens when you walk out into that foyer. Who do you talk to there? What class do you go to and who do you talk to in that class? Do you look for the times to be with the people of God outside of this worship time? And then giving. Uh, Giving, again, we give money, but real giving is way more than that. It's giving your time, it's giving your effort, your prayers, your concern for people. As we grow as a Christian, we learn to give so many things to God. And in the, the third part of that lesson, 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8, train yourself to be godly. Being godly has value in every way. It promises help for the, for the life you are now living and the life to come. It promises help for your theme as you're living out your theme. And so part of that is encouraging other people, which is not just walking down the hall and saying, hey, good job today. No, it's more than that. It's more than just the pat on the back. It is really... Uh, effort. It's purposeful. It's praying about people and knowing people and thinking of ways that you can help them to be stronger. It is so much more than just a passing in the hall. Uh, serving each other, which again requires you to know people. You don't really know how to serve until you know them and you're able to give them something that they really need. Praying for them is also a part of that where we pray for those around us. And then it's leading each other, especially for the teens. We talked about You can lead from the front, you can lead from the back. You can say, uh, uh, let's say a prayer about this. You can say, can I pray about that? There's also those who serve behind the scenes, who get things ready and work. So no matter how comfortable you are being in front of a crowd, you can be a leader among God's people. So as you are living your theme out in this world, the question is, how do you do that? What can you do to become stronger every day in living a theme that shows the world what you stand for, who you live for, what your purpose is, where you are going to spend eternity? You need that theme in your life, and you need to share that theme uh, with the world. My prayer is that at camp we were able to convey that to the teenagers, that they walk away knowing that their life has a real theme, a theme that they can live out, and a theme that they can use to serve God. And so guys, I I hope that that's what you carry with you as you walk away from camp. We're going to have a time of of prayer right now. And you know, we, we, most of you know how this works. The elders come up here and it's a time for you to go up and pray. And you know, it doesn't matter if you're a a, a, a new Christian, a weak Christian, or a really strong Christian. This, this time of prayer is really important. It could be you coming up and saying, I need help. Or you coming up and saying, I need God to bless the next thing that I'm doing in my life. It it is such an important time to be able to to come up here and pray. Today, we want to do kind of the camp version of that. Uh, We want to welcome you to go, the campers, to go to your teacher, to go to your counselor, together in groups with yourself. We will have elders here who can pray with people who want to come up. You may have other people in this congregation who's, who's not an elder but might be a teacher or a, a, a somebody that you respect greatly. You can go to them. Uh, today especially will be a time of a lot of movement, and we will move around. 
we'll go to different places. So just go find somebody and say, let's pray. Be that leader. So let's enter that time of prayer and worship. Let's all stand. How do you explain and how do you Thank you. 
Uh, let me take just a real quick moment to say thank you to those who helped in the worship service this morning. Uh, when I watched those guys up here, it made me kind of nervous because I was like, I have to follow them. They are really good. But I, really what, what was in my mind the most was what a great group of kids that we're sending out into this world who can stand up and proclaim the Word of God and, and do it in a great way. So I, I was excited about that. I think what you saw in their lives here will not stop at the end of, of their time here at Antioch. It will continue. And I want to say to our campers, don't let this stop either. This was special seeing you all gathered together, praying to God and spending time together. Don't let that stop either. It doesn't just have to be a camp service. It can go on all year long and it needs to go on all year long. A couple quick announcements. Remember skating tonight at six o'clock at Smyrna Skate Center. We have a lost and found table right out this way over here. If you'll run by there, see if you left anything at camp. We are now gonna have a short transition time we, we know that some of you probably need to go to the bathroom and get a drink and all that, but we would love for you to stay for our chorus time. There will be no classes today. Uh, so go out, do what you need to do, come back in very quickly. Campers, we will get up on stage very quickly and we'll, we will share a chorus with, the, with everyone here. And I wanna say to you that we will be singing uh, what we sang at camp, but we're not performing for you. We're inviting you to join us and to be a part of, of what we do here. Uh, let me say a quick prayer and then we'll have that short transition time. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this day. God, thank you that uh, Satan did not stop us uh, by attacking us at camp, but that we still had this service and we still had time uh, where, where we looked back and, and learned more about what we learned at camp. God, we pray that Satan will never stop us, but that we will always have the strength to keep moving forward. God, we pray that you will take what happened at camp and multiply it and let it grow in our lives. And, and for the kids who are there, Lord, we pray that it, will be, that it will shape who they are and that they will have a theme to live for you. God, we thank you for this moment that we've had here. And again, God, we say, please don't let it stop now. Let us carry this with us all week. Let us continue to sing these songs and think about these thoughts. And uh, God, we pray that we'll just let this worship go throughout the whole week. And we pray all of this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.